the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We as God's children need to understand that the laws given to Moses by God on Mount Sinai so many years ago have relevance in our lives today. Listen in today as Pastor Dreamer speaks from the subject, the Ten Commandments. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. I'm talking to Americans today, so we'll preach a message to Americans that's fit for the whole world because it's God's word. America's today privately and publicly with ease blaspheme, abuse, and misuse the Lord's name in the media, in sports, in the music industry, in the movie industry, entertainment, uh, on talk shows. They beep in every two minutes, and now they're doing less beeping. The words are out. There are teachers who cuss, professors who cuss, students cuss, mamas cuss, daddies cuss. Everybody's cussing. <laughs> The boss cussing, the employees cussing, you get tipsy at the parties, folk say four-letter words, let go and laugh at it, and homes are filled with defiled language. We laugh at things that grieve the heart of God as Christians and non-Christians alike, carelessly tossing the Lord's name around for a laugh, even in Filthy speech. Beloved, it is a sin to take the Lord's name in vain. Why? Because number one, he's God. Not only is he God, he's a God who is holy. We should be ashamed of ourselves and repent for using the Lord's name so loosely and irreverently in our daily conversations. Today, Almighty God is calling on his people to get serious about the name of the Father, get serious about the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and get serious about the Holy Ghost. God is commanding his people to keep his name high and lift it up. Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, that's a key word, Hallowed be thy name. The Hebrew word for misuse means empty. To use the Lord's name in an empty way, a, a meaningless way. In the Hebrew, it means to use the Lord's name in a thoughtless way or even a senseless way. It is to call on the name of God without due sincerity. Therefore, to take up the Lord's name on one's lips in vain is actually a very serious Serious sin, beloved, for his name stands for his very nature. His name stands for his very being. His name stands for his very person. 
His name stands for his very nature, his very being, and his very person. Now, I'm in part two of this message, so I'm going to skip way over. That was just the intro. You want the first part of this, you have to get a tape. So I want to go on into phase two of the message now so I can cover this and not miss all that God has for us today. The question I want to ask is, how do I glorify God with my speech in order to keep from taking the Lord's name in what? Vain. How do we honor God, glorify God with our speech? It's the critical question that we want to look at. Number one, we need to lift up the name of Jesus. That's how you keep from taking his name in vain. It's not to treat his name as a put down. You put his name up, not down. His name is to be lifted what? And if I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. To lift up the name of Jesus. What does that mean? That means to worship his name. To lift up his name means to honor his name. To lift up his name means to adore his name. To lift up his name means to extol his name. It is to worship his name, to honor his name. It is to adore his name. It is to extol his name. How are you using the name of Jesus in your conversations? What are you doing with his name? Secondly, how do we glorify God's name with our speech? We need to reverence the name of Jesus. Not only do we lift it up, we what? Reverence. Actually, when you're lifting it up, you are what? Reverencing the name of Jesus. Well, to reverence the name of Jesus. What does that mean, to reverence the name of Jesus? It means to give the name of Jesus the proper place it deserves. It deserves its proper place. You ought to make sure it has its proper place in your life. It means to give the name of Jesus the respect that is due. The reverencing of the name of Jesus means to treat the name of Jesus as preeminent. It is to treat the name of Jesus as superior. When we reverence the name of Jesus, it is to treat the name of Jesus as supreme. There's none like him. You do know that. It is to treat the name of Jesus with a great sense of exclusiveness. His name is to be exclusive. Exclusive. His name is not all inclusive. You don't just put his name with everything because there's nothing like the name of Jesus. (laughs) I mean, his name is preeminent, superior, supreme, and exclusive. Thirdly, how do you glorify God with your speech? Think before you speak. You do better. So I'm amazed when folk just talk and just rattle off. I'm thought one iota about what they were, what they were going to say before they said. You know when you get those words out, you can't get it back. Think before we, unless we think before we speak, our mouths will continually to get us in trouble with God. Some of you are in trouble, and some of you are on your way to divine woodshed. And God is calling His people to repent today because God is not going to put up with you messing with His name not going to do it. When you think before you speak, it will 
keep you out of trouble with God and it will keep you out of trouble with man. Have you gotten in trouble because of your mouth? Somebody's lost a job because of their mouth. Somebody didn't get a, you, wait a minute, you own a job, but you didn't get what you could have gotten because you, you opened your mouth too soon. You know, if you could just see what you have missed because of your mouth, you start crying right now. Your mouth can get you in trouble. A whole lot of trouble. Mouth. So, so you got to think before you speak. Yeah, because you're representing God. You think before you speak when you talk to your husband. You think before you speak before you talk to your wife. You know, you didn't think before you speak before you talk to your child. You don't just shout, just just say whatever you want to say to your child, and you don't you know you don't say you no good or you never gonna add up to anything. You don't tell a child that. You're not thinking before you speak. You are gonna be just like that no good daddy of yours. Oh, you don't speak words of destruction. I mean, speak words of hope, words of faith. I mean, the world is going to beat them up enough. They don't need to come home and get beat up. <laughs> They're going to have their battles. The home is a place of nurturing, preparing to go out into a mean world that could care less about their self-esteem. How do we glorify God with our speech? We need to realize this. We need to guard against idle talk because too much talk is conducive to taking the Lord's name in vain. Guard against what kind of talk? Because too much talk is conducive to taking the Lord's name in vain. You know, you'll be well off to be a man or woman a few words. Because too much talk can get us in trouble. You know, it's bad to just talk to be talking. When you talk, you ought to have something to say. If you have nothing to say, be quiet. Sometimes you open your mouth and we really, you remove all doubts about you. We don't know till you open your mouth. My teacher, Ruth Stood, our voice teacher, she used to tell us when we were trained, she said, babies, close your mouth. Every time you open it, dumb comes out. <laughs> Guard against idle talk. Chattering. You need to watch the phone. You know, watch what you're saying when you're hanging out. Number five, how do I glorify God with my speech? Ask the Lord to remove the spirit of anger. For Satan exploits it and causes many to use God's name in vain. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the message, The Ten Commandments. Pastor Draper will be speaking from the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. The spirit of anger will move you to speak in a way that's displeasing and dishonoring to God. Let me give you a scripture uh, for that so you will not be left hanging. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 to 32. Ask the Lord to remove the spirit of anger for Satan exploits it and causes many uh, to use God's name in vain. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. Look what it says. Let all bitterness, oh my, this make for good. This ought to be your New Year's. Here's your spiritual goals right here. Hey, I don't know. Y'all make these resolutions. No, make hey, make some spiritual commitments. Here ought to be your spiritual goals for this year. Let all bitterness, put it away. Wrath, 
There's the word what? Anger and clamor and evil speaking be put what? Away from whom? You. I'm a, with all malice, gone. And then instead, and be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Mm. Anger. Now, some of you are already messed up. You've been angry already. The year is just two or three weeks old. It's just the third Sunday. Some of you already been angry. Angry. Now, there are some things you ought to get angry at. Jesus got angry. It was a righteous indignation as sin. As sin. And there are some things ought to upset you. What happened when that those planes ran to that tower should have should have made you angry. That, have been, that was evil at its core. You know, you ought to get angry at sin. You ought to get angry at at certain things that we see at, at kids, people who molest kids. Uh, uh, you ought to get angry at folk who just uh, uh, just just murder and uh, sexual. Uh, immorality and these kind of things, y'all. You know, we get angry at the wrong stuff. Angry at the wrong stuff. Because when you get angry and you let that thing fester, you start saying stuff you would never say otherwise. And you start taking the Lord's name in vain because you got all that stuff in you. Now, listen, if you got that bitterness and wrath in you and anger, and evil speaking, all of that's out of anger, born out of anger. So ask the Lord to remove the spirit of anger from you so that you can have a productive year. Say, you know, you, you, you are in position to be really exploited by the enemy through your anger. Anger keep you from thinking straight. Matter of fact, anger causes you to go crazy. You go mad. You lose yourself. You just lose it. I said it because I was angry. How do we glorify God with our speech? Number six, we must seek to behave ourselves. That's how you keep from taking the Lord's name in vain. Good behavior will honor God. Bad behavior will dishonor God. We must seek to behave ourselves for bad behavior is a breeding ground for shameful, worthless, unacceptable language. You find a first person who's behaving bad in that bad behavior, listen to what they're saying. A, a, a bad behaving person don't speak right. <laughs> they speak words that are shameful, worthless, unacceptable language. Let me give you a scripture because I'm not just giving you an opinion. I'm not giving you what I think. I'm giving you what the word says. In Psalms 101 verse 2, there's a documentation from the Holy Spirit in God's book. As a matter of fact, the only book God ever wrote. Psalms 102, 101. Psalms 101 verse 2. Look what it says. I will behave. <laughs> I like that. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Behave myself. You know, God has me here as his messenger to tell you today to behave yourself. You behave yourself. You behave yourself as an employee. You behave yourself as a mother, as a father. You behave yourself 
as a representative of Jesus Christ, as an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, you behave yourself. Now, you do know you, your flesh can take over if you're not walking in the spirit. You behave yourself. I mean, you ought not be quick to hit folk now. Your husband ought not be hitting, pushing, and punching on his wife. Amen. You behave yourself. She's not your punching bag. You don't push. You don't even reach back and act like it. <laughs> Behave yourself. There's no, let me tell you something else too. There's no, no such thing as laying your religion down. <laughs> you know what she meant for me? I'm going to lay my religion down. You know, but if you can lay that down, don't pick it up. <laughs> you can lay it down, it's not worth picking up. Yeah, that's right. You did. You laid down religion because religion is not going to help you behave yourself. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ that helps you behave yourself. Behave yourself. We got friends in here today. Thank y'all for bringing these friends. When you go back home, behave yourself. Behave yourself. When you get to that party, behave yourself. I know Super Bowl is coming real soon. <laughs> Behave yourself. <laughs> oh, by the way, I heard Super Bowl's on first Sunday. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to see whose side you on. I'm not changing communion. I ain't moving it up. I ain't moving it back. I'm going to keep it just where it is because the world don't set the church's agenda. You press out how you eat your piece and piece and drink your cools. And yes, you ask a person three months later, what would the score? They can't even tell you. But this has eternal significance. I'm going to see. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to see. We are in the wilderness, y'all. We're, we're trying to get to 1604. We don't own this building anymore. And we don't need to act up in the wilderness. You don't need to have a divided allegiance while you're in the wilderness. Yes, oh, I wish I was absent today. <laughs> We're going to see the maturity of the church. Yeah. Better use that technology called VCR and dare anybody to tell you the score. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do I glorify God with my speech? Number seven, profanity, profanity indicates a severe deficiency in your vocabulary. Ooh. You should not take the lost name in vain. Profanity is a, is a real indication of a severe deficiency in your vocabulary. Therefore, you need to expand your vocabulary to the glory of God. And all folks can say is, is this four letter, that four letter, 
and that and that, and then go back around to that again and hit that one more time and you this and you so-and-so that and I'm going to hook your so-and-so on that and don't you mess with my so-and-so, I'm going to take your... Oh, you limited. That's all you got? Is that all you got? That's a shame. I didn't know your, your mama didn't teach you that, I hope. You coming up, she slapped your face. That's not... You got kid. Let me tell y'all something. These little three or four year old kids don't have no business cussing. Amen. And if they cuss, it's because somebody old is cussing. They wasn't born with that four letter in their mouth. Amen. Somebody saying it. And you laughing at it. Ooh, you hear what she said? <laughs> you laugh. Y'all laughing at this stuff. Lengthen your vocabulary. What new words you've learned this month already? What, what new word have you learned? When do you see a word you don't know and pull out a dictionary? You, you need to live with your dictionary. Some of y'all go over those words, don't, you know you don't know what it means. You can't even figure out what it means within the context of the, of the paragraph. <laughs> and you just go on over. You know you don't know that word. Spend your vocabulary and then use it. All right, I'll go on to the next one. How <laughs> do I glorify God with my speech? Integrate the word of God in your daily conversation. Integrate the word of God in your daily conversation. You know what? The best way to improve your speech is through the word. This book here, it is a rich book, and it is a, I mean, you want to learn some words, get in the Bible. Man, the Bible, I mean, it'll teach you some words. That, and when you integrate the word in your speech, your words then have power. Power. You ought to speak the word. The word ought to be integrated in your conversation. Number nine, let your speech be seasoned with salt. Let your speech be what? Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech be seasoned with salt. Colossians 4, 6. It says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. In other words, your, your speech ought to be full of wisdom and grace and beauty. Your speech ought to be edifying. Your speech ought to be encouraging. Your speech ought to be, you know, people ought to gravitate to you because you have a way of ministering to them with your very words. You don't have to know them, but it's just the way you talk to them and the way you convey what you're saying to them. You're a builder of lives through your very words. Number 10, if you're going to glorify, glorify God with your speech, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to control your mouth. You need to allow who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit to control what? You know the Holy Spirit to control your mouth. A whole lot of stuff I started saying, the Holy Spirit just caught me. Not, just, not that it was bad. It was just, it wasn't time. Or maybe if I had said it right then, they would have choked on it. Maybe it's because of their level of maturity. It could be any number of things. Could a spirit will tell you when to speak and the spirit will tell you when to shut up. Sometimes silence is bliss. I mean, the Spirit of God will help you 
honor God with your speech. If you listen to the spirit, you'll be surprised how you will put out a lot of fires, how you will be a peacemaker and not a peace breaker. Now, let me give you the consequences of taking God's name in vain. I just told you about how to glorify God with your speech. Let me give you the consequences of taking God's name in vain. The consequences of taking God's name in vain. Here are the consequences. Number one, a defiled mouth will drive a wedge in our relationship with God. A defiled mouth will drive a wedge in our relationship between us and God. You want a barrier between you and God? Let your mouth be out of control. And you will uh, break the fellowship, the communion. You'll damage it. You will put a, a void there, a separation, a barrier, so to speak. Your mouth inter- interrupt your relationship and your, uh, and your communion with God. And you don't want to do that. Number two, to misuse God's name short circuits God's power in our lives. You short circuit God's power in your life when you take the Lord's name in vain. Now, don't you want some power? Don't you want some dunamis? Don't you want some power? When you speak, you speak with power. When you speak, you impact. When you speak, you bless. If you're going to do those kinds of things, it has to be through the power of the Holy Ghost. And to misuse his name, you short circuit, you affect your anointing so that you will not be a blessing or make an impact. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.